Hello and welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 444. There should be something numerically um, fascinating about that, but I can't think of one at the moment. It's just all the fours. It's like, uh, well, a triple-digit bingo. That would be a very long game, wouldn't it? But anyway, uh, 444, welcome to us. It's the Music Technology Podcast. Welcome to our YouTube Live uh, viewers and also our Periscope viewers. If I keep looking over there, I might, because comments keep coming up. We're, tr- we're streaming three ways. It's a bit of three-way action on 444. What can I say? <laughs> music technology, uh, p- music production, all of those things. We're going to talk about that with our guests. And I uh, want to say thank you very much to our show sponsors, uh, Isotope, uh, who will be running a competition a little bit later. If you entered last week, you'll be able to see if you won. If you haven't entered, then uh, probably about halfway through the show, which will be, uh, the show runs about an hour, so about halfway through you'll be able to see it. So you can dip back in there. But it will be, of course, online, archived for your very deliberate, well, to watch later. Started. I started so well into that sentence and then blew it. Right, let's say, well, I'm going to start over here with Mr. Gaz Williams. Gaz is over there in uh, Bristol, producer, bass player, music technologist. Currently mid-session, that shoulder you can see just to the right of him there is actually his client, who's very kindly given him a little bit of time off. We could have an anonymous wave, that would be most amusing. (laughs) Yes, uh, so that is Mr. Duncan Gammon, or Lord Gammonshire, as he's uh, more commonly referred to from uh, from the band Schnauzer but um but uh, here is the industrial radio oh, midi, midi bass, midi bass. Uh, and this is a really amazing thing this is the thing that i debuted at the sonic the sonic uh, state live show a couple of weeks back yeah. um sadly before the the stream crashed <laughs> um but i mentioned in this now because um it, it's all new for me and i'm uh, the what makes this special and it's a very special midi base in that each fret has got uh is, is segmented and there's actually sensors under each fret so other the um i've been doing various tours over the years and different things using the the roland system which uses a, a pitch to midi system yep. with the inherent tracking issues of pitch or well the latency the lower the notes the more latent uh, but this system is, is instantaneous really you have um uh you have this kind of it's a very interesting relationship now well, because it, it you you can uh it, it's a combination isn't it because it it, it rather than just wait for the waveform it's got some sensors in there that mean that because bass obviously the waveform is low so it takes longer so you get latency for it to figure out what the pitch is right but not with not so with yeah, but not not with this at all. I mean, every note is consistently the same. I mean, I think there is some inherent latency in MIDI. Yeah, like six milliseconds. Or well, it can like be that. as sure. much as ten or twenty if you've got a really crummy system. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just uh, I, I've just done a gig with this at the weekend, and it turned out to be an amazing gig. So I just would like to, I just wanted to mention it really because I was uh, driving the uh, Erebus yes. with it. Um, and it was a really big gig, so it was it was really nice to play it out through <laughs> uh, uh, a, a large system, you know. Um, well, the really. er- Erebus was one of those synths that uh, when I was reviewing, the neighbours complained. So I'd imagine it was fairly fulsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really great, really great, you know. It, really rocked the room the gig was the the charlotte church gig this thing called the the pop dungeon it's been it's gone down amazingly because it was at the all tomorrow all tomorrow's party festival which um is a well i mean it's actually almost more famous for the rather dodgy financial sort of actions of the company leaving lots of people uh, <laughs> well they've cancelled festivals leaving people unpaid and then they spring up again doing another festival and people are still waiting for their money from the previous one so but they are essentially hipster festivals, really. They get sort of cool bands to curate the festival and then they pick their favourite artists to play at the festival. So it's actually, the idea of it is brilliant and I've played at one before. And Different people, uh, Matt Groenig from, um, I don't know if I said that right, Groenig, Groenig. Is from that The Simpsons? The, yeah, he curated one uh, one time and it's all different people curate them. Uh this time it was curated by the the alternative comedian Stuart Lee. Uh, who's All right, okay. Very famous in Britain as being oh, a quite. A... That sounds fantastic. Maybe we can have some yeah. stories later. I should introduce our other guest though ah, while I'm at I'm it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just uh, I didn't get to the meat of the story there. The meat, really, to be honest, was the fact that using the Erebus 
playing bass through a massive system, the envy that I felt towards keyboard players in the past. It was, uh, you know, when they've been playing, I go, oh, I just want that extra fundamental, that all that. So, but you've got you know, it I, now. I got it. Excellent. And it was great. Oh, yeah. that's, that's very pleasing. A big system then. Well, thank you very much, Gaz. And uh, we should also come over to Mr. Ty Unwin, who's looking resplendent with his new webcam, wide-angle action on all of those synthesized time. One is, of course, uh, film, TV composer, um, one of the busiest film and TV composers I know. Uh, nice to have your time with us. And, of course, if you didn't catch it, Ty was uh, also at our live gig on the 26th of March, which seems like an age ago, but uh, actually wasn't that long ago. <laughs> falling apart yes i was there falling apart it was good it was great was fun good. great fun indeed fun indeed so how fun. are you i'm good yeah yeah i'm i'm busy but uh so surprise surprise no i'm busy but but good projects really good projects and um does that mean uh, you, you get to use your synths on them well uh yeah two of them are i've i've just kind of determined are almost completely hardware based so it's just you know it's like when you do i you do so many commissions it's just every now and again you it's nice to put restrictions so two of the jobs one of them is going to be completely hardware and the other one is going to be 80 percent hardware right only hardware no no software whatsoever excellent well i'm glad you're here ty always a pleasure and of course introducing mr jem godfrey who uh, we haven't had for some time jem godfrey of course uh, similar kind of uh, does a lot of pop production uh, music production same sort of thing really beavers away in your own studio although you're obviously out and about because most times when i send you a request to, to come and join us you're off up to up to town or whatever how, how have you been jem I've been very well, yes. Thank you very much. It always, I'm, I, it's only Wednesdays. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm just sat here twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> it's just, it's only Wednesdays. <laughs> but no, I'm very well, thank you. Yes, very well. The sun's shining and it's spring and I'm happy. That's it. And so what's been happening in your world? I'm guessing things are going well. I, is that a Jupiter 8 I can see be behind you? That? Yes. No, that's actually, that's, a, that's an ARP Quadra. Ah, ah, I thought that it looked an ARP cut. Wow. That's almost, that's just as impressive looking, isn't it? Mm. Kind of, they kind of, it's weirdly, they're sort of, they almost sort of match. They're like sort of like part of a family pair, except one is considerably more reliable than the other. <laughs> which is which? <laughs> um, well, the quadras on the top, um, back from a rare, a rare visit home from the Menders, and then we've got the Jeep at the bottom. I don't know if you can see that. Though. I can't quite. It's my lower thirds in the way. It's my terrible graphics. Oh, there we go. Hang on. It's your Tower of Power. There we go. Yes, yes. It's. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a marvelous it's a marvelous thing. So I've got it it's all going through a Pod HDX or whatever it is. So it's kind oh, of wow. It's making new and interesting sounds with it. So yeah, that no, sounds it's great. Really fun. So what have you been up to? Have you been doing um, production or you know you yeah justify just your done... justify your absence, sir? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot. It's been, it's been uh, I've been doing a lot of um, finishing off. There was you know the Eddie the Eagle film. There's a film in in Britain. The oh yeah. It's sort of sort of largely fictitious biopic but it's good feel it's a feel good film anyway there was a there's a, a soundtrack album accompanying it called um fly which which is sort of it's like an 80s uh fest thing howard howard jones is on it with robbie yeah um and also business so i produced i produced and mixed four tra or co-produced i should say and mixed four tracks uh for holly johnson uh tony hadley the cast which was taron egerton and hugh jackman and also paul young as well so the jupiter was very useful Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's been it's been really good fun, but it's just kind of it's all these things. Everything sort of ramps up to a mad crescendo of mastering, mastering, then it's finished. Did you get to go to the premiere? As a, I as did. A... Oh, really? Excellent. I actually did. Yes, and it was it was. I've never. It's, it's our first. It's first time for me. It's an experience to walk on. It was actually blue carpet, and there's something really mentally confusing about walking on carpet outside in Leicester Square. It's kind of weird. So it's you sort of think I should be indoors, but I'm outdoors, and it was all it's all good fun, and uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. Really. It's amazing, actually. I, I was in London not that long ago, and the whole kind of machinery that surrounds uh, the the theatres there, there's, there must be constantly ob ob trucks, and you know, because they have all these cranes and hiring massive screens and and all yeah. sorts of stuff around it. And I, I think when I was there, they were doing a. Um, 
setting up for the beginning. That's the the last. Oh, not Borat film. What's what was his film? Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, his last film. I can't remember what it was. And they were setting up for that. And it was really they had a big production with video switches and you know all that OB stuff. But uh, yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, there's always. I think I mean, that, especially Leicester Square as well. There's an awful lot of premiere, so you tend to. It's like every other week there's scaffolding and lights and people going ah. Yes, and, lots yeah. of screaming <laughs> teenagers. People's security going, get these people out of the way, get these people and shouting and doing. There's an awful lot of. It's, I just tend to kind of avoid that if I'm not in that area. But it's, it seems to be kind of mecca now for for Friday night screaming. Yeah, it's funny actually. What, that reminds me of a story when I was there. There was uh, I was just standing by the OB truck, just having a look around because I'm interested in video switching and stuff, as you can probably see from the background here. But and this bloke just wandered up. And sort of said, uh, oh, yeah, I was in the film to, to, to somebody in the crew. Said, yeah, I was in the film. Um, I was just just a walk-on part. I just wondered if there's any way I can blag, blag my way in because I was an extra, like, you know, and I just thought, what a great line. It didn't work at all. But, you know, I just thought that must think, that sort of thing must be happening by the seconds to various people surrounding it. Anyway, let's, uh, let's take a look at some uh, stuff. Hurrah. Hey everybody, my name is Nick from Novation and I'm here to talk to you about sample upload. It's probably my favorite feature from the new circuit components update because it allows you to totally customize circuit into your own unique instrument. It's really easy to use. You simply drag and drop files from your computer onto circuit and you can load up your own drum sounds, but you're not limited to drum sounds. You can put road samples on here, you can put licks, you can put synth stabs, you can even put vocal samples if you wanted. It's entirely up to you. So let's take a closer look and see how it works. You can now well, let's not, actually, because uh, we're going to talk about it instead. Um, but this is big news. This is uh, the circuit. Uh, when it came out, it was kind of quite, um, caused quite a stir because it was, a, you know, a self-contained thing, but also had all these limitations that everybody was moaning about, one of which was, can you put your own drum samples in there? And now you can. And this is kind of quite a big deal because it turns it into something very different. I think you get 60 seconds of sample time you can chuck mp3s you can chuck wavs in there you know there are multiple formats and 60 over 64 slots so it does become something else entirely when you've got the ability to sequence and run those things now gaz you reviewed the circuit didn't you um, yeah is this exciting to you because it seems to completely change what the machine can do to me just adding uh, that that feature alone Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, actually, it's rendered the review fairly obsolete in a way because many of the, uh, well, many of the points that we were picking up on or, you know, criticisms or whatever you want to call it have largely been addressed with this. And uh, that is the librarian aspect of it. And also the fact that you can customize those uh, macros. One of the things that I felt was it was a little bit of a lottery. They, they, they said that in pairs that they were meant to somewhere be like envelopes um or no sorry oscillators envelopes filters lfos or something like that roughly and i think that's what they were roughly working to but you know actually it's quite interesting now with the advent of the editor you can actually have a look at what's going on with those um presets and see how many of them you know the macros are made up of all sorts of stuff so so really uh it, i think my review was right in in that way that it was a quite uh it was quite confusing it was just more like um in its in that in that iteration just a all about exploring it and seeing what happened without necessarily understanding what's happening however now with this editor and the editor has been developed independently of novation well, in conjunction with them from isotonic yeah. and they've done, a, they've done a really good job and it exists in two formats as standalone as like a kind of standalone uh, max based thing i guess it is or as a max for live patch uh, i've tried it in both formats and uh, it's really great actually the editor it's very well designed uh, and it's color coordinated there you see you can see it's got that sort of um, purpley color indicating you're editing synth one ah, I see. Synth, synth two that uh, there's like a kind of greeny bluey kind of color on the circuit it, it kind of it has a nice um it has a nice what's on the actual physical thing and what's on the editor um, is really nicely coordinated. Similarly, if you actually adjust the macros uh, on the hardware, you'll see the, like, the colour go... Uh, they use like uh, light intensities on the hardware to, to show... Oh, so it mirrors all of that. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, so they've done a very nice job in, in that way. Uh, now, but of course, the editor is only one part of this thing, and it really is the, the sample import, as we've just mentioned. But also, I think a really interesting thing is the fact that they've decided to use um web well, midi 
Web MIDI, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've been using it with uh, Google Chrome, and it worked flawlessly. And uh, so... Again, one of the criticisms in the review was that, you know, you, you could fill it up with patches, but that was it. You'd have to either record the patches out as MIDI. It was a couple yeah, if you wanted mess. to save it. Well, there, there's but, a couple. Yeah, the, the, the web yeah. MIDI thing is very interesting because it also yeah. transfers sample over MIDI, which if anyone remembers sample dump standard over over uh, SysX as a kind of <laughs> way of moving samples around, I'm really hoping it's way faster than that because that was torturous. But um, mm. it also, um, you can get an account, you, you basically log in, you use the web MIDI. It's a really interesting mm. way of controlling things, actually, because yeah. it allows you to, it allows them to control the firmware and also you can back up all the data to you a cloud-based storage, in, which is another... And, that was the thing I was going to say to the cloud-based storage, but that is very, very quick. So literally, you once you've created an account, I think I logged in with my uh, Gmail account, um, and then one click, and that was it all backed up. Literally, maybe a two seconds, something like that. So what? And samples? Uh, no, that was just the uh, just the patterns and the and the yeah the uh, the the scene memories or uh, the session memories. That's the are the, are the samples. Call. How fast are the samples to get in there? Have you to be honest, I when I went to do it to transfer some samples, the samples were too big uh, and they were only about three megabytes. So I think you do have to really cut your samples back a little bit. Um, it can take MP3s or wet WAV files. So I'm wondering whether it's actually a data restriction per sample. So it's, you know, it's only a small amount of memory. They, uh, I, thought you could, I thought you could mix it up however you wanted. That's the impression I got. So you can't. Yeah, 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 you can. No, you can, you can. But I went to, as I say, I went to load in some longer samples. I think, as I say, only about three, four meg. And it said that they were too long. So, and beyond that, I haven't actually gone any further with it. But... Um, but the actual web implementation of that is very slick, and it literally is just drag and drop. You just drag and drop onto the square on the on your browser. So, I think that side of it, that complete integration into the browser, is the interesting thing, and you know maybe points the the way for future other products as well. Maybe you know, good. I, I'm impressed. Well, that. That sounds that well. I'm glad you've taken the time to have a look at that because obviously I don't have a circuit here. I don't know whether any of you guys are interested in this. I mean, obviously, you know, you're studio based stuff, so perhaps, you know, the circuit is not going to be so interesting. But I think for a live use, you know, just firing off a few samples if you don't want to take a laptop and maybe you want to use some of those extra sound source, have you had a chance to have a look at a circuit, Jim? Um, I've got to confess, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of it until. Um, till last week when there was a sort of thing about it, I think the massive. So it was kind of. Um, it seems I think Gaz is right. It seems like it's it's a step towards something, you know, like it's a sort of a, a step to a sort of more complete version of this sort of technology. I mean, because it's quite small. I'm sort of myself. I'm not really a big fan of the kind of little boxes all connected with wires on a desktop thing because it's kind of because I am so studio based. I don't necessarily need to do that. And for life, this, I was just saying earlier, this sort of, this pioneer thing, this Torres, Torres, whatever it is, that yeah. seems to be kind of like a sort of, although it's not a synth, obviously, it's just a sort of sample playback device and sequencer. If I was going to go out live with something that I needed to play samples back with and didn't want to use a laptop, I'd probably go more towards that, which is why I find that's quite interesting. This thing, I mean, again, it's kind of, it's, it's, um, it's, it's not really kind of an area where I have that much experience with, so it's interesting. But I can't really say much more than that. No, that's fair enough. Mm. Ty, uh, the man who has almost everything, has the circuit tempted you yet? <laughs> Not in the slightest. Um, but that isn't because... Uh, that's only because I have to say I completely had no interest in it whatsoever when it was the version one, um, the one that Gaz reviewed. I mean, I watched that and I'd seen all the, the um, spec for it. And it's just not my... Not your thing. No, it's not. It's not my thing. It's not the way I work. But I have to say, the way um, I think this update, uh, I think, I think it's really good. Just because it takes it into something which is vaguely more interesting uh, yeah. to to me. And I think the I think the sample import is, I think that's really useful. I mean, there's people complaining because there's only sixty seconds, which is absolutely ridiculous. Because we all remember the days. I mean, I did a whole album on a. Um, S3000 that had the basic two meg of memory in, and I did a whole album on that, and it sounded great, and it still sounds great now. And do you know what I mean? It's it's nothing to do with sure. how much memory you can get in there; it's how you used it. And 60 seconds, 
Mm. Um, it's, a, it's, it's quite a long time to, to, to fill with samples and um, if you use it creatively. And also mm. people forget that these days, and especially because of the, the cloud side of things, is it's, it's very much a self-contained uh, a self-contained project. So you do your project, and then, as Gaz says, you dump it, you know, it goes to the cloud, and then you move on to the next one. It's not like you're having to sit there and feed in floppy disks like we've mm -hmm. all had to, you know. So it's, mm. I, I think it's great, and the, and the new and the the editor's great because the Nova synths, you know, that line of synths. Mm. I'm not really, I don't have uh, any Novations, but every every time I played with one. For what they are, they're great. And having two mm. six-note poly of those in there, you know, it's for the money. Again, it's yeah. all down to the, you know, we have to we have to look at these things in terms of how good they are for the money. And I think, you know, the nearest competitor is probably Electribe 2, which is another 100 and odd pounds. And if, if you've got 250 quid to spend, I can't really think of, you know, and you want that kind of groove box kind of thing. There's not really a better way of spending it, I wouldn't have said. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, well, I just wanted only before we just moved on very quickly about the uh, and this kind of again refers back to the editor. Something just to just in case people are wondering, uh, I mean, the circuit does have two completely independent synthesizer engines, you know, Nova engines in there, and when you start playing around with the editor, the depth of those engines become apparent. You know, sort of what we've we got like, um, I'm just trying to open it now so I can have a little look uh, to remind myself. You know, you've got 20 destinations for the mod matrix um, uh, that can have two sources per, you know, um, wow, that per is, slot. That's quite slot. a lot. So, yeah, wow. and, uh, you know, it's got quite a lot of uh, interesting things. It's got wavetable synthesis in there. It's got a whole load of interesting stuff in the um, oscillators. Uh, so I guess w what I'm saying is now you have, the with the editor, the full access to, you know, it's not like a dumbed down. I was kind of somehow expecting it to maybe be a bit more dumbed down than it is. It's very deep. So, uh, and the editor is well integrated, so you do find yourself making some pretty awesome sound in patches, and then uh, and it works. You know, you can just save it into your sessions quite easily. And um, but yeah, the macros become an interesting thing. So I'm setting it up to use it with the MIDI bass as a kind of companion to the Erebus, like I did in the Sonic uh, State Show. And what I'm doing is I'm actually mapping the the, uh, the macros to be very uh, predictable and very simple things that I that I like to use when I'm playing a MIDI bass. For instance, being able to get to just like amplitude release, you know, uh, which is an essential thing, and um, and maybe just direct access to the filters I'm doing uh, and a, a few other bits and bobs. Um, so just you know, that's quite convenient for me in my peculiar sort of setup, but. Uh, just to reiterate that point, really, that the synthesizer and, and you know, of course, it's the two independent six voice um, in there it, it starts to look like a bit of a bargain compared to everything else. Because, I mean, you take the uh, as, as Ty said, I mean, the closest um, competitor is absolutely the, the, the latest um, Korg uh, Electribes. Yeah. But when you look, those synth engines have nowhere near the complexity of, of this. This is really quite something else. So now, factor that in with the sample import, and also re remembering that this is only what's they call it, circuit components like volume one or whatever they Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing they're saying many more to come, so it'll be what, it'll what be more to come? curious what to think? see what else they can get into there. I mean, we've talked about this before, the notion of sort of firmware expanding to fill the functions that you know you think you can use within a within the finite confines of a hardware unit obviously it gets to a certain point where if you've got to press three keys and then you know move a knob with your elbow to get that mode then obviously that becomes a little bit more complicated but it's a great i mean it's a good thing some people you know have, have even been moaning how why didn't it do this in the first place and it's just a really bizarre way of looking at things i think but there you go so um now we should probably uh, take a word from our sponsors and um enjoy a little bit of a break so, uh, coming up, a word from Isotope. Produce rich, full, professional-sounding tracks with the critically acclaimed mastering tools in Ozone and Ozone Advanced. Now, the latest Isotope innovations in Ozone 7 bring modern and vintage processing to the forefront of the music production experience. 
updated for Ozone 7. Ozone's highly regarded maximizer features a brand new frequency-specific IRC4 algorithm that delivers transparent mixes with less pumping and distortion. Use it to smooth out an unwieldy mix or tame the kick drum peaks without affecting the vocals. The Dynamic EQ, now in both the advanced and standard versions of Ozone, lives and breathes with your audio, giving you more effective control over your sound without coloring your entire mix. Harness the precision of an equalizer and the musical ballistics of a compressor in one integrated processor. For Ozone 7, vintage-inspired processing puts nostalgic tone at your fingertips to bring the creative color and character of analog hardware to your digital recordings. Glue your mix together and bring a natural feel to harsh-sounding recordings with the Vintage Limiter. Vintage Tape adds the dimension, warmth, and depth of tape saturation to your masters for a timeless sound that suits your creative vision. Brighten your Anyway, I won't play the whole thing, but I want to say thank you very much to Isotope for sponsoring the show. And indeed, they are sponsoring because last week we asked you to tweet out the hashtag uh, Super Audio Mix and the hashtag Ozone 7. And we have a winner from last week. They have actually won a copy of Ozone 7. And that is, they're called at Wagoo, uh, W-A-G-O-O. And they tweeted rather cryptic message, which is uh, Caroline Chardon, Sharon, Sharon Plop and Kieri Pamu Pamu loves the Isotope Fairy. So I don't know whether... Perhaps the, uh, the the child in the family got access to the Twitter account, but and uh, and hijacked the message as it was being typed, or whether that means something to somebody. But uh, as we say, thank you very much for entering. Uh, for entering. So that is the user at Wagyu on Twitter. Uh, if you get in touch and let me know who you are uh, via email, will be good, or via the contact us form on the site. Then we'll be able to get the Isotope Fairy to uh, send you a copy of Isotope Ozone Seven. And of course, we also have. The competition for this week. That competition is, in fact, the same thing. You can win Ozone 7 again. Uh, if you want to, actually, you can check out Ozone 7 just by going to isotope.com forward slash ozone, and you can download it and check it out. But if you want to win it, uh, you can tweet the hashtag, make it sound great, all one word, and the hashtag Ozone 7, that's the number 7, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's the hashtag, make it sound great, all one word, the hashtag Ozone 7, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And you will be entered for the competition. Winner pick next week. Thank you very much for your sponsorship right uh anyway that's um gosh that's a mouthful so um let's see what shall we have next i would you probably quickly mention if any of you are out there on um using quicktime on the pc uh we just heard that uh windows uh, apple have dropped support for quicktime on the pc almost on the same day there were a couple of um uh, well there were there were a, supple, a couple of um Announcements of vulnerabilities. In fact, this is the the Feds, the U.S. Certif certification. I'm not quite sure they're they're basically saying alert TA 16105A Apple extends ends support for QuickTime and new vulnerabilities announced. And that was actually so. If you are using QuickTime on the PC, which mostly you're going to be using it for, it's probably going to be video playback in your DAW. If you're working to picture on a PC, you want to watch out for that stuff. Ty, that's not you, is it, by any chance? No, it's not. I'm completely Mac. So, um, but I think it's, I think it's really bad. Yeah, it's. Um, it's I'm seems... sure someone said, is it with the pre uh, presonus with the Studio One? I think Studio I One think is affected. I mean, but not just Studio use... One. There's a lot, lots of lots of DAWs that have with uh, movie playback use QuickTime. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really heavy, bad. man. Especially. Especially in terms of the date, you know, kind of so in other words, all of these issues that are occurring, you know, kind of people are going to have to get it off their machines simply because it's um, not being supported. I, I went, yeah, the, yeah Apple aren't doing anything about it. It is, it does seem a little bit harsh. And, you know, the conspiracy theorists amongst us will probably be thinking all sorts of things about Apple's monopoly and all that. But I, it may just be a simple matter of, well, we don't really use, you know, we're not about Windows. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, Jem, I'm, I'm guessing this doesn't affect you either, does it? Um, it does. It does in in the sort of periphery in the fact that we're doing we're shooting. Um, I've revived revived my my band Frost, and we're just sort of doing videos at the moment. <clears throat> and the guys we're working with, they they use PCs to to do the editing, and they're furious, you know. <clears throat> 
Um, it's just kind of, it, it just seems to be an unnecessary extra hurdle for us all to have to kind of jump around. And, and, you know, it's like, it's like getting rid of headphone sockets on <laughs> Max, which I believe is, is next. You know, it's just, you just sort of, it, it, everything's working very nicely. And then something like that happens, you think, oh, you know, it, it, it's infuriating, I think, actually. This, this, is the fir- this is the first time I can think of that it's actually, it's caused a problem because I'm obviously, you know, most people just say, well, just don't upgrade, stick with the working system. But this actually means your system could be compromised if you're not careful, I suppose. So that's a, that's yeah. the first time I've seen that happen. So that's that's more extreme than the general kind of uh, general malaz that you get I around think, updates. I think you know. I mean, this all kind of this all kind of links in with a kind of philosophy that I've had recently because people often often every day of the week complain that I have too many synths and too much hardware and et cetera, et cetera. But there was a stage where I did what everyone else did, where I had loads of hardware and loads of synths, probably more than this. And then I kind of started going down towards being in the box. And um, there was some, there was, there were just a few bits of software that I used all the time that stopped being supported or when I did the transfer from PC to, to Mac and all that kind of thing. And I suddenly realized that if companies do exactly what Apple have done with this and just for whatever reason stop supporting stuff, you you don't actually don't you can't do anything about it, as you say, other than carry on using an old system, which inevitably means that, well, that will you have to keep the old system for this. I mean, I know Mark suffers from this a lot. And then but this the new whatever will only work on the new system. And you end up where you realize you're completely at the hands of software developers and you could end up with a completely non-functioning studio and i think that what i realized was especially when alchemy for example disappeared that's exactly right yeah. yeah yeah and i suddenly just thought do you know what if i buy hardware hardware i know that i can switch the synth on that i bought 10 years ago 15 years ago 30 years ago and it's going to as long as it's <laughs> not broken it's going to sound and do exactly what it did 30 years ago and yeah. I know that all the stuff I've got here, I will be able to switch on in however however long, and it will be doing exactly the same thing. I'm, a, you know, it's my own destiny whether it works or doesn't work. And um, I just found that I find that very worrying. And so that's why, having completely done what everyone else has done and tried to get everything in the box, I yeah, I have a great in the box system. But if that fell over tomorrow, honestly, if, if that all just completely went tits up tomorrow, I'd still have a completely functioning studio, just hardware based. That's so, a very good point. Uh, I, although, if you're thinking about, uh, if you're using WebMIDI for your editors of your various synths, and that's obviously network connected in a kind of roundabout way, so you never know. I know, Gaz, I, I suppose this probably doesn't affect you so much. I mean, QuickTime is, is supported I mean, uh, uh, on, uh, on, on the Mac still, obviously. Yeah, and it's something that we've wondered about before, or certainly an idea that I've had about having some repository somewhere of like... Um, oh, like machine images, yeah. Yeah, machine images like you know, like vanilla installs of 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 a particular operating system, with the optimal everything optimal for that year, and just have it frozen in time, and somehow that be accessible from some sort of cloud, and you can just pull down that, you know, as a way of getting back to those old archived projects. Um, what I'm, I mean, why have Apple done this? What is their reason for this? Well, who knows? I mean, you know. It... It can't be cost, surely, because it's not like they're the, the, not the richest company in the entire universe with gazillions of pounds in the bank. I suppose I don't know. I mean, it, it maybe they're maybe they're moving away from QuickTime totally, or I, I mean, I don't know. It's impossible to say, isn't it? Really, I mean, that, yeah. that, that's but that is a fair question. But well, it just seems yeah, it seems incredibly mean thing to do in a way, just because you know for many 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 years it's been well. How long has it been available on a PC? I mean, I think I remember when QuickTime. Oh God, John. Twenty years? Twenty years probably, isn't Possibly it? Possibly longer. So, yeah. Ooh. It's also it's, yeah. it's the thing about the kind of the ever decreasing number of ports on your laptop and you know, all this kind of thing. It's just it kind of it, <clears throat> you know, as a musician, what I don't want to be doing is scurrying around trying to get things off the time machine because my thing doesn't work anymore and you know, all this kind of thing. It's sort of it, it just it, all it does is it's supposed to be in the name of of advancing technology, but it's actually I think hindering creativity in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, I suppose that that's one thing that uh, I mean. I guess the, 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 on the plus side, you know, 
the plus side of the coin, we've got web media and Google, which seems to now have been utilised certainly in the, the circuit. As we, so I, I've just noticed you've got a modular in the corner over there. Is that is that new as well? Yeah, I've gone over to the dark side again. It's your fault. Uh-huh. You're <laughs> 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 bad for my yeah. wallet, you yeah. are. What have you got there, sir? I, I'm just trying to see if I can record. You, you've got well, that looks like a reasonably large cabinet full of things. So. Yeah, I think the cabinet cost more than the modules did, actually. It was kind of... It's dear Mr. Lamond. But he's brilliant. I mean, it's, it's, it's fully powered. It's, uh, what have I got? got oh, did, more, did uh, Ross Lamond make your, uh, your, make your cabinet? He did, yeah. I, he met, did. I met him at Superbooth. He was a very interesting chap. Yeah, uh, for those of, who I, don't I, know, I, Ross Lamond makes custom wood cabinets for Eurorack with lovely yeah, pieces of wood. There we go. If I can just go over and have a look. Hang on. There we go. Uh-huh. We're mobile. Join me over in the in the cabinet. Ah, oh yeah, I can see some mutable instrument stuff. Clouds. Got a dual ADSR up here. Uh, got Demora and Scooper. Got a System One, which is actually pretty. Can you see that there? Yeah. System One. Got Ramona, Quad LFO. Got Braze, which is brilliant. Really love that. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of. I mean, it's 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 got a life of its own, really. It's sort of. I just plug it up and let it go and record it, and it sort of chats to itself. And how do you find the System One stuff integrates? So I've got, uh, I think I've got some uh, some stuff coming from them shortly, which uh, I want to check out. I mean, it's not new, new anymore, but uh, I I think the fact that you can configure it and make it do all sorts of things is starting to get quite exciting. It is. I mean, if if uh, obviously it becomes monophonic when you're using it in a system, so the, the, the four notes thing doesn't doesn't work anymore. So it's kind of unless you plug MIDI in the back, and then you've got to have a little gap in the in the cabinet. And ah. stuff. but um, it's it's a li- the only the, if I, it's because of the more the more features you've got in, there is a little bit of sort of pushing with your nose and turning things to access stuff. But I think the sound of it is it's spot on. I mean, I really like it. It's a really useful, usable kind of oscillator. Um, to have in the middle of all that and it's very sort of controllable and it spits out a lot of control as well so it's sort of it's it's kind of bizarrely it's 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 really sort of important sound actually for oh, great oh, i'm glad to hear that um right uh there was another topic uh oh yeah let's have a look at this this is nice jesus louder than i expected <laughs> This is the new, uh, was an update to Wiggle. Oh, it's gone all drum and bass. I can't be having that. Blimey. But um, this is, uh, this. they're, they're called... Uh, Two second sense audio as uh, Wiggle has just got 1.02 upgrade, and it's a what is a, it's quite an unusual instrument. It seems to have a, a kind of thing going on. I mean, because so many synths these days tend to be, you know, fairly homogenous, and I like the fact that this seems to have a bit of character. I mean, it's a four it's a, a four oscillator. Uh, or a four sound source wave shaper with dynamic wave shaping, and you can the, the idea of wiggle is the fact that you can draw either LFOs or envelopes, and there are eight of those. Does uh, wave shaping, FM, and phase distortion, and there are some actually some pretty cool things. I think I don't know if we'll be able to see this on here. There's all these little features, and this is quite. Is that actually, I haven't plugged it in, so you're not going to be able to hear that anyway. That's one thing I didn't. But uh, you roll over and you can see all these little examples and what have you. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to check this out. I think this could be a, a quite a, a, a fun synthesizer to use. Has anybody... Um, I know it, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because the, the mood is very much in hardware, obviously with a lot of people and certainly with some of you guests. But software still does have a role. And if it can do certain things that you do... I don't know. Um, you were talking, Gem, that you're using hardware on some of the projects but i'm guessing most of the time you're in the box and you're kind of looking out for interesting sounds and uh, and sources what do you think it's 99 bucks and it will run most things does this look like something that you could use yeah i like the look at that i also like i was looking at the spec of it earlier i like how you can you can record snippets from it and then drag them straight into your timeline into your audio sort of in your on your workstation that's a really nice little touch i thought because it's kind of Sometimes you can just be experimenting with stuff, and if, if if you're just having a happy accident, you've actually captured it, and you can just immediately use that. So that's quite useful. I mean, there's there's a few of these soft synths around. Is it Serum, the other one that's sort of yeah, that's supposed to be kind of... amazing. 
I don't know what it's. The that's Serum's right. quite heavy on the DSP, though, isn't it? I, know, I imagine this one might be as well, but I don't yeah, know. It sounds a lot better. That's the thing. Does it yeah. Serum? Yeah. yeah well, I, I guess so. I mean, it's a lot better. And so you know, do you know this synth? Ty, have you? Uh, no, it's. I've only seen what I've seen online, and uh, so I'm not going to make any, uh, you know, kind of completely definitive comments. But I think. Um, It has a sound. <laughs> it has a sound. And, you know, kind of, I love soft synths. You know, I've, I've got, you know, I've got loads of soft synths and uh, most of them. And it's great. And I love them. But um, I'm, I'm almost a bit sick of these synths that are being developed basically just to do dubstep, drum and bass, and just don't particularly sound that good. They're just lots of distortion and. It, it just, honestly, as a, from a sound point of view, it just did absolutely nothing okay, for me. Okay, that's interesting. Silt. But um, I think in terms of facilities, uh, it looks like it, it's got it's got everything going for it in terms of facilities. It's just, it just didn't, from my point well, of view... Well, that could just be the sound design sound. that it chose for the demo, I suppose, couldn't it? I mean, a just... Absolutely. Look, I've had ongoing discussions in the forums over the last few days, stroke weeks, about patches and sound design and all that kind of thing. But I don't know, it just seemed to have... It seemed to have a bit of a, I don't know, it had a sound about it that wasn't very appealing in the same way that something like, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what it reminded me of, and you reviewed this, Nick, so you know, it sound, didn't sound a million miles away from uh, from the M Audio Venom. Ah, kind okay. Of very dirty, very, uh, you know, it has a sound. And to me, the best way that I've always described the Venom as is it sounds plastic, if that makes sense. It sounds a very kind of plasticky sound, which in some instances is fantastic, and you really need. That's what that. you want, yeah. Uh, so you want, and you can't get it from other things. And but I don't know everything. Everything I've heard, I went and listened to all the, the demos, and I just came away just thinking, great facility-wise, but sound-wise, just didn't really do anything. No. Okay. Serum, for example, sounds fantastic. Okay. A similar concept, but it just sounds a lot better. Right. Well, thank My you very opinion. much for the input. Gaz? Uh, well, I, I think it's a beautiful design. I love the colour-coded aspect of it, and I love the fact that you can run it standalone and sort of full screen, so almost as a, you know, as just a little environment to kind of get, get lost in. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm so frustrated with a lot of plugins when you run them internally and are kind of restricted to the graphical kind of limitations that uh within some i don't know why those graphical limitations are there i don't know if you, if you know why uh I'm, I'm, i expect it's got something to do with yeah to, well you have to produce a lot more um mm. stuff right to make it scalable i guess yeah. but um but I thought this I thought this looked quite nice in, and it's definitely going to appeal to people who uh, are massive users, I think, because there's a similar, slightly similar approach to the um, the way that you map stuff around. And the, uh -huh. but I, I love the color I love the color scheme of it. I just think it's got a it, it looks friendly. I, I, I think I could I, I'm quite interested in it. I think it looks really good. Uh, and absolutely um, what Jem said about just being able to just quickly grab little samples as you go from it is is, is cool. And it was making me think about um, Modulins, which we looked at um, a short while ago. Um, and again, that can run as a standalone sort of... Um, you know, oh gosh! I, I yes, I remember that. I was I got into it, and then I and then it's just that there's so many blooming things, aren't there, to to try and keep up on. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I mean, the, Modulins. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Modulins right. is still, it's a bit, hasn't advanced enough yet, I don't think. But ah, it's really okay. nice. It's It's got some nice, got a, not, a lot of nice things about it. Um, but this one's quite interesting at the price point that it's at as well, isn't it? Because it's, you know, it's not like super cheap, but it's also very affordable for what it does. And um, what's their what's their legacy? Do we know anything about sense? You know, I mean, no, I don't. Uh, the only thing I know is uh, there's a chap called Nan Tang who we've seen at trade shows for long, long periods of time. He, he comes. He's called Music's Boy, and he he runs mm -hmm. uh, some 
uh, sort of music technology blogs in China, and uh, we've seen him for years and years and years, and he's involved in it in some way. I don't know what his exactly his role is though. But you know, it's something that has got such a lot of potential, and I just wonder with these things just how many times their potential will be reached. You know, whether it has enough to occupy someone in it as a standalone, and to really get the most, because it's pretty wild what you can do with it, just the amount of modulations and the amount of stuff going on. So that would be interesting. But as Ty said, you know, it's where the sound is, and if the sound don't cut it, then... But maybe that's the challenge as well, isn't it? Just uh, maybe you could really, I don't know, just do such really weird stuff with it that it'll make its own sound. But you like the sound of it, Nick, you said? Uh, there's something about it that I like the movement and the, the potential there. I like the idea that you can that, that you can draw and use gesture, it seems, mm -hmm. using the, the pad to, to kind of create these morphable LFO slash envelopes that create all of those modulations. That's something that I thought mm. looked, looked like had potential, but I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. I mean, I've got too many things. This is another thing that arrived just the other day. I've got the... Whoa! No. The Seaboard uh, 49, Rise 49, which I've been playing... I had a little bit of a play with it just to get it running because I needed a keyboard and I was trying to play. What was I playing on it? Something or other. And uh, that seemed to work. I got it working just in regular can I be a MIDI keyboard mode. Uh, and, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. So, yeah, no, I haven't had the opportunity, and it's just been a very busy time. But I think I will try and check this out if I do get the opportunity, or maybe we'll get someone else to review it. That's probably the best thing. I'll get someone to review it, and then I can <laughs> see their review, which is, what, uh, of, co of course, what we all do. Um, anyway, uh, that's our two secondsenseaudio.com, 99 bucks, AUVST, uh, and it's just come out, version 1.02. 0.2 35 new presets and there you go all that kind of stuff right um let's have a look there we've got a couple more topics we're running out of time i didn't believe it so uh here's a couple of things um perhaps we'll come to that daw later because i always do. so right this this was on reddit uh, as I occasionally do, I sort of wander wander around looking for interesting topics. And this one came up, which was, uh, how, what can I put over my Yamaha, I guess, HS5 woofers to keep my cat from biting them? <laughs> and I thought, wow, that is a fairly random kind of uh, studio problem to solve. But as we all have our own workspaces and we all have very specific issues within our studios that we have to solve through our own ingenuity, whether it be in the box, out the box, or, you know, how do I reach that cable from there, you know, that sort of thing. These are the sort of problems that we kind of deal with every day, perhaps not quite so extreme. Um, so there's two questions here is, how do you stop your cat from eating your subwoofers? Jem? I know. Cat take water. Throw a bucket of water over your subwoofer. Okay, that's oh, a one start. Great idea. Shut the door. I thought would be another one to your studio. Oh, yeah, that's it. Don't let Bye the cat dog. in. Buy a great big dog. Uh, you could always put something over it. Some, something that cats don't like as a possibility. I think, uh, isn't tiger poo supposed to be uh, particularly noxious to cats? So you could put a little piece of yeah, that. In the You'd rather pool. have that in your studio, obviously. Well, clearly. Well, maybe that there is might it, be a sort of a version that's that's not so strong it, smelling. As, it, as it's tearing your arm off, you can go. Well, at least it solved the cat problem. Yeah, there's no yeah. cat in here. <laughs> subwoofer. Yeah, that, that's true. But I mean, and the second question is really what uh, what other uh, unique problems have you solved recently through your own ingenuity? They're along the same sort of lines. I don't know if anyone's got any of those in the bag. I'm looking at you, Gaz, because uh, your studio <laughs> is in a constant state of flux, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'm always looking for ways to try. I mean, I'm, ugh, I build it all up, get it all working lovely, and then I have to tear stuff out to go and do something. <sighs> I put some conduit along the wall here. That was really useful. So instead of having cables all on the floor, that was good. And you just get that from any sort of, you know, like a B and Q or hardware stores. Um, ah, wow. Well, uh, I'm flapping on this one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, uh, yeah. No, we, we built a, a synth shelf, actually, yeah. here. Uh, I don't know if we can see that over there. No, it's too dark. But I've got some met metal, metal shelves. It's like catering shelves that you can get. And it's just two metres wide. And it'll hold... A, it's got one, two, three, four, five, six shelves. So it's got loads and loads and loads of uh, potential on it. Uh, that seems to be the phone. I know that that's going to be for me, but I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> so um, there it goes. 
what about uh, what about you, Ty? I mean, you've just had a reorganisation yourself, haven't you? I mean, if I'm still, yeah, I'm I'm still in the middle of doing it, but yeah. Um, in in years gone by, I used to I was as we all did. We all used to live up live in IKEA basically, and whenever yeah. there was a whenever there was an issue, I always used to just go to IKEA because you could guarantee if you walked around the the you know the bottom um, the, the bottom floor the market, of IKEA. Yeah. You would just find stuff that solved issues you didn't even know you had. Ah, uh, yeah. And then, and so I used to love IKEA, but I have to say, I'm, I, you know, kind of, I don't, I don't know, really. I just, thing is, these days that you can find a solution to everything, you know, because well, of Kickstarter true. and Indiegogo, and do you know what I mean? There's, there's always something. Kind of, there's always something. Someone's always brought out something somewhere. So, and now because of the wonders of the internet you just google whatever your issue is and somewhere someone has got something to yeah to or you think up. maybe i can solve it that way and then you look you search out and see if it is actually possible to solve it that way and, uh, Absolutely. I, I, and now and and now jim i'm looking at you and you look like you're searching your archives i can see the yeah. cogs whirring it's, yeah i can't i can't quite think of, of as, as, as ty says you know amazon is a brilliant uh, oh, Amazon! Yeah, absolutely. You think, oh, I've got a problem. Oh, the twenty-four hours later, oh no, I don't. You know, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I think everything's kind of everything's everything's just just so. So I can't really. Well, there is really something help. to be said for it all being just so, because if you don't change anything, then you don't need any solutions. I'm, I'm currently here. I'm trying to get everything off the floor and up onto the wall, so I'm hanging guitars off the walls getting shelves so that we can put things up so that the space here is clearer because it's it's starting there's so much gear in here and it's so has to be so reconfigurable all the time for the for the shooting side of things that it just gets really messy really quickly so i just need sort of storage but i did i because i was looking for this keyboard shelf and there used to be these uh shoe mounting shelves which were mm. designed to be at an angle with a little lip at, mm. at the bottom I got, yeah i got some of them but oh, they, yeah, yeah. they don't sell them anymore in ikea you can't buy that stuff anymore so there's that that whole strata of, of putting your keyboards on those is gone there's just it's just not there anymore so ikea have dropped their game and i remember there was a video i think it was doing the rounds only as shortly as maybe two years ago yeah. where they had a guy who was into records and music production and is his uh, family basically treated him to a makeover and they made this space wonderful and it was keyboards and everything, including those. And almost none of those pieces of furniture are available on Ikea anymore, which is really disappointing. They should have a, they should have a studio section, I think. Then they could get loads, yeah. loads more people in. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they need loads more people in. Because every time We've I got, go, it's empty. It's never, yeah, it's There's always no empty. One there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough. I always liken it a bit. It's a bit like waiting for a delayed plane in an airport at the checkout. That's what. I, that's the feeling I get from there. All these very pissed off people wondering why there isn't, there aren't more tills open. <laughs> yeah, and a massive queue. You know, there's, that, you know, there's that. There's that scene in in that film Kingsman. You know where where they released that pheromones the air where everyone just suddenly has a massive fight in this church. And Colin Firth is just killing it. I was kind of feel at the checkout of IKEA. That's about to happen at any moment. Right. But suddenly, it'll just, it'll just kind of <laughs> kick off. There'll be steps flying in the air and little self-assembly packets of nut bolts, and it just—it just kind of. I, it always, it's not good for my health. I care. Well, of course, Gaz, uh, you spend a lot of time there because you're just round the corner. They've a very fine Pretty dining nice. experience. <laughs> I went for I went for I went for supper there not long ago. It was very good. I know, I use it all the time for just the restaurant. It's just so cheap. Um, God, you really stumped me with this one, no, Nick. I, I've, um, I mean, I've got these things. We've talked about these things before. You, you oh yeah, I got well. those. They're brilliant. Little remote controls and just having having different parts. You know, like that lot behind me is all on one switch. There's a whole load of, st- but a whole lot of stuff here on other switches. But um, I'm finding like kind of I've got so many USB devices that um, having them all on at the same time is is troublesome so uh so i've got different usb hubs which is which are um associated with the different power supplies which just quickly uh-huh. so explain that what that does is like a remote control for an inline power socket isn't it that that little yeah. white thing so you have an inline yeah, power yeah, socket yeah. and you can switch things. them on so you can go number one you know you plug an extension in and that runs all that gear so you can just basically remotely yeah. switch it on or off that's very very useful yeah so, so what you're doing that with sets of usb devices 
Yeah, and then so uh, so when I want to sort of make sure the system's running well, is I'll turn the computer off, turn all the things off, and just decide which system I'm working with. Turn it on, boot the computer, then just to try and eliminate some of that weird USB argument. I mean, I've got something in the region of thirty USB devices plugged in. Well, what's here, the so. what's the theoretical maximum? I thought it was fourteen. Six. No. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's oh. Right. Hold on, I'm just looking that up now because that's. I, uh, I didn't know that. I thought it was like 64 or something. Um, USB hub. Maximum. Oh no, uh, with 50. Oh no, hold on. Uh, 50 hubs. 127, apparently. 127, yeah, I thought so. Well, you're halfway no. there. Uh, one of the ways I've tried to uh, control my USB problems is by using a iConnect MIDI 4, which has got a hub, USB hub functionality. Uh, so that's one way that I can take off a whole load of USB devices out of the system. And then when I bring that unit in, then it has all of that stuff um, connected to that rather than it all being on the one computer's USB. So it's kind of... Right, shape, okay, okay. some of the USB load a little bit, but um, yeah. But you were mentioning too. I think uh, one of the products I was quite interested in and becoming increasingly more interested in is the radial key Largo that's not out yet. It's a little kind of pedal, but it's sort of specifically aimed for keyboard players or people who use lots of uh, synthesizers and bits and bobs. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's a got like. Th Three stereo channels plus a USB class compliant USB audio interface, all built into a into a into a pedal. Yeah. Um, so it's just like a stereo keyboard mixer, but it's got a USB return as well. So it's class. Yeah. That. So you can have a USB audio coming in. Yeah. That looks really nice. Actually, I th I'm suggesting to them that what they should do is ju just a USB version of that. And that's why I was mentioning it because I watched that feature and and how cool that would be. We've seen it. Now, this is a subject that is something that I feel really strongly about, actually. We've seen it with the um, the Roland MX-1, yeah. sort of the Ira mixer, where that's got four USB hubs on it, but those are still only... Yeah, they're not class-compliant. No, so they still need to only be Roland things. Now, they opened it up, didn't they? From So originally it was only the Ira products, but then they opened it up to allow the the, the new JD series to access them. But really, we, you know, I've been disappointed. This NAM and Music Mesa, there was no advancement really on that idea of aggregating, you know, in standalone. Uh, and so many of these products have got uh, USB in there and just just that single cable solution, and especially when they can provide power as well. If it's power, USB... Well, if they're class unit. compliant, I mean, I guess that's the thing. I, I suppose, yeah, that, that would be... We have we yeah is that it, we have talked about this before and it is definitely something that would be interesting. Um, but what, why are manufacturers? I mean, maybe it is a really. I don't understand why manufacturers aren't seizing this. I just don't understand because it would. Maybe seem it's to just be, a nightmare. It must be. That's the thing. It must be a nightmare. But I mean, class compliance means that it has to conform to very rigid. Um, rules so well yeah you think but then then to, to be fair at the same time if you've got multiple audio devices all coming in uh, and they've all got different sample rates or they've all got other well, stuff going on then there could be yeah. problems i mean a computer has got enough os based stuff in it but if you're talking about like you know a pedal like this i can't imagine it's got a whole heap of computing power in it so you probably need a specific off-the-cuff set. There, there probably needs to be, there's a specific chipset that allows you to do this, but only in a basic, yeah. you know, until someone makes the chipset that allows you to aggregate, then you're probably, you know, unless you're going to build one yourself, it's going to cause problems. Yeah. I don't know. Ty, are you, uh, are you running into that USB issue? Or do you, you because of... Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I've got, uh, at the moment, I've got two 13 ports that are full, plus all the... Uh, the ones on the back of the machine, so it's about it's about thirty, and yeah, I, I have problems all over the place. But it's kind of just what it is, really. You just kind of accept that that's just how it is, and they're the issues you have, and some things don't work. I'm not one of these people who gets really et up about things that don't work. I've just kind of accepted now that <laughs> it's a computer. It's just, yeah, because just well, do you know what I mean? It's, it's I know I, I, I totally really agree. annoyed about. It. I yeah, no, I can and understand. 
it's it's just it's honestly it's just not worth it. You try it, you do your best, and if it's not going to if it's not going to play that day, use something else. Do you know what I mean? Or do it a different way, or totally leave it. It's around. not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> as you often hear on a Saturday night when uh, someone is uh, fighting. Um, not Ty, obviously. Can I just can I just have a very quick rant? Actually, it, well, it's oh. a nice rant, but it, um, I just want to I just want to kind of bring up the fact about people kicking off about in in some of our some of the forums, some of the Sonic State forums and whatever. I just I just want to kind of wave a little flag here and say not not particularly for me because it's never normally well you know I've had the odd word said against me. Why why are so, certain people in you know do you know what I mean whether they're I don't think a lot of them are trolls they just get very very upset about other people having different opinions to themselves it's like it, yeah I know, <laughs> I know it's an ongoing thing and I know you sit there and quite happily going but this is life and this is the internet and this is the way it is but I just I just want to sit here and go we're all doing this for the same kind of reason we all love technology we all love gear we all love sense we all you know kind of this is why we're here this is why we're doing what we do and everybody everybody is completely entitled to their own opinion I would End agree of story period and if you don't agree that's fine use it in a constructive have a constructive argument and say it in a nice and a pleasant way and if it all ends with i don't agree with you we'll agree to disagree that's it end of story yeah no well i i as a long Point time eight. as a long time webmaster i can uh, just say that in a, in a beautiful world that would be the case but it, it just isn't people get very uh, i think it's to do with the disconnect so that some people get quite het up about it and there's this sort of set there is a sort of weird sense of entitlement to to one's time as well it's like well i've just spent all this time reading whatever it is you've written or watching your video and I, I'm really annoyed because you didn't do what I thought it was going to do or whatever it may be. I get that quite a lot. And you just think, well, get your money back. I mean, you know, what, what can I say? It's like, well, spend your time more wisely, young man, or whatever it may be. It's, you know, but that's just the nature of things. There, yeah, there, there, there was, during Music Master and Superbooth, there was a particularly uh, noxious gentleman making his... his um, his, his views known, but what was really brilliant because we do have anonymous comments is a load of people just started impersonating him and making oh, out that he that. was saying that was even more outrageous things, which actually I thought was a far better way of of tackling it than trying to argue and then getting into these kind of heated and getting all personal. Just make out, and, and then then it's just it, it becomes completely valueless what he said, which I thought was quite a funny way of doing it. Although I probably should get round to having you know logins and all of that sort of thing it's uh, one of those things that's on the list sorry i just yeah i just wanted oh, to have that no no around. i think no, that's it's, fair it's an interesting no. thing isn't it because we're talking about the internet and all the great things the internet has brought and but where the internet went a bit wrong was to allow this veil of anonymity to sort of develop where people could just hide behind these you know cowardly kind of anonymous kind of things and and i think that over the years people have just come to accept that as just the way it is that you can just be a real you know dick ass twaddle you know yeah well uh, that's true but i think it's also uh you know you don't get that so much on uh uh, uh s- sites where you have to verify your um I, identity I, I just think it's all dave i think it's all dave's fears i think that's, that's why he's not been he's when he's between him. he hasn't appeared for ages and i think he's just sitting there going he's yeah, ashamed uh, yeah, <laughs> he's ashamed of what he's been day. saying. Yeah, I think that's highly unlikely, but it's a nice, nice theory. Anyway, I think that probably brings us to an end. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to all our live viewers, uh, both on in the chat room. Thank you very much for joining us, and also on YouTube Live. It's been great having you as well, and the handful of people we've had on Periscope. Uh, I haven't seen too many comments there, but uh, we might try that again next week just to kind of see if we can build up. Because as I've said, I'm just trying to basically. If we're doing this thing, we may as well get it out to as many people as we possibly can at the same time. So that's it for this week. Once again, I want to say uh, thank you to our guests. But before we go, I'll just say uh, quickly, uh, if you want to enter the competition uh, to win Isotope Ozone 7, tweet the hashtag, make it sound great, all one word, and the hashtag Ozone 7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's hashtag make it sound great and the hashtag Ozone 7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. But now it just remains for me to say thank you very much to my guest. Jem Godfrey, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. You. You're welcome anytime, although Wednesdays are bad for you. I understand that. But uh, anytime, please do come back. 
Thank you very much. I shall do my very, very best. And enjoy your uh, your synthesizers there as well. I'm quite jealous of that. I don't have anything like such a fulsome modular. And I've been after a clouds for a very long time, but uh, I just haven't been able it's to. So hard, so hard to get hold of. I had to. I think I had to. Um, just, I had to pay up front all kinds of strange and nefarious things I had to do. But yeah, it's did you meet met a man in a car park? Actually, speaking of IKEA furniture, that is an IKEA. I recognise that IKEA over your. Uh, is that your left? Uh, sh- left. Yeah, well, sh- just there we go. That's that problem solved. There we are. <laughs> it's no longer right well we've got one of those as well anyway Jem thank you very much for having us it's been a pleasure as ever thank you very much thank you. Thank you. Thank you. and Mr Ty and thank you also for joining us uh, I am very pleased that you've uh, I like your new webcam I think it's got a very good look to it and you've opened up you. it's opened up the vista it's un- un- well there's there's a new baby being picked up on Monday as well. Quite a controversial one because it's going to be one. It's Ooh. definitely going to be one of those. Why have you bought one of those moments? Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't know what it is. <laughs> so it's, I'm I'm picking up a mint uh, Andromeda. Ah. Okay. Wow. Well, that's a real. It's it's a love or hate machine, but I've always quite fancied one. And, I know Dave um, Spears has got one, and he's. I, doesn't it depend on which revision you get? Because there wasn't there a difference between you know Mark ones and Mark two or something. I don't remember. Well, I'm sh- I'm sure I'll be buying the wrong one. I but, doubt uh, it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, picking one up on Monday, completely mint. So. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Well, so I'm, yes, I'm, so I'm, that's going to be that's my weekend. Just looking and salivating, looking forward to that. Excellent. Anyway, thank you for having me. You're Thanks welcome, Ty. Me. Thank you. And also, Mr. Gaz Williams, thank you for joining us too. Once again, thank you to your client for uh, taking time out. I'm sure he's probably spent the time writing lyrics or some such thing, right? I, yeah, because I heard that the Andromedas were actually stopped made, being made because of animal cruelty. Apparently, the, uh, <laughs> in the oscillator chips, they were using shrew livers. <laughs> shrew livers. Yeah. I, I heard they that. needed something in the region of 250,000 shrew livers per oscillator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I've heard that those go, and that's the problem as well. And then yeah, going out that's exactly what I, and I, having I, to make them yourself is a very time consuming <laughs> process. Yeah. Oh, why you cad. Why is it? Why is it? Why is it every show? We know that Gaz is going to come up with the title. <laughs> so here we go shrew livers. Shrew livers for oscillators, yes. Anyway, thank you very much. If you're still watching, uh, we've got the Volker FM Woo! review coming up shortly, which I've uh, finished. Uh, I will give what? you a little heads up. What? There is something, well, there's something that's not quite as it seems about this, which is maybe something that affects your decision to to buy or not. And I think I'll leave that as a tease, shall I? And perhaps we can talk about that after the show's over. But that's it for this week. Thank you very much for watching. Don't forget, if you've uh, watched via YouTube or anywhere else, come and subscribe to the channel. We're on a drive to get those subscribers numbers up. Thank you very much. Thank you on uh, Periscope. Uh, That's it for this week. Thank you and I'll fade to black.